Hello everybody and welcome to Primary Maths Props. I'm going to very briefly outline uh, some of the most irritating catastrophes that are happening to our primary school children. You may have noticed that some strange things are happening in mathematics at primary school level. It's not all primary schools, but it is quite a lot of them. How do I know? Because what, what goes down in primary school washes up on the beaches of uh, my secondary school classroom. So I, I've increasingly got tons of year sevens who are having serious issues in what used to be very straightforward mathematics. We have a, a generation of, oh, that's too stressful for children. It would be kinder to teach it this way. Then the ones who really struggle can do it too. Well, that would be nice, wouldn't it? But the problem is this niceness is hurting the majority of the children. Yes, you've heard that right. This kindness, this kind way to teach maths is actually damaging the majority. Now, I'm no mathematics zealot. I don't even particularly rate myself as a mathematician. I'm an outstanding mathematics teacher for children, but that's not the same as being an outstanding mathematician. However, I do teach outstanding mathematicians. I have taught the odd person who is borderline mathematics calculator, mathematics genius, if you will. I can develop them. So here's, here, here is the, one of the crucial things that is going wrong in primary school mathematics. And I urge you to um, have these uncomfortable moments with your children to help put them straight. If you hear, that's not the way we do it at school, good. Good, I'm very glad about that. The less things we do, the way they do at school, the better. Allow me to show you, allow me to prove my point. So I'm going to multiply 326 by 54. I'm gonna start here with the four and go four times six is 24. Tens on the line, units underneath. If you've seen any of my previous videos, you might have seen me having a rant about addition, column addition where teachers are now telling students to put the, t the tens, the two in this case, down here somewhere. Can you spot why that might be a problem? Yeah, because it ends up like here and it ends up being read off in the answer as 1,324 uh, 1, when the answer would be 134, for example. They're children. Yeah, they, ha they have less uh, fine motor skills than adults. Of course, stuff like that is going to go down. If we The whole point of putting... Um, the milk bottles on the doorstep or the carryover on the shelf <laughs> was so that we could protect this area, the answer area, the summing up and the final answer area as much as possible. Like we did not not think about these things when it was originally decided how to teach children. Why are we throwing away this decades and decades, if not centuries of information? Why are we throwing it away? Because, oh, but this new way has got blue hair and is much more better though, isn't it? Like for goodness sake, get a grip. You know, we need to teach these children properly. So four sixes are 24, four twos, I've gone this way first, four sixes are 24, four twos are eight, add two is 10. Four threes are 12, add one is 13. There's nothing left to times on the top. I've done four times six, four times two, four times three, four times nothing. So I'm over here now in this empty space, four nothings are nothing, add the one is one, top line completed. I've dealt with the four. Now, this is a unit and this is a 10. This is actually 50, isn't it? Because it's 54. So it's five tens and four units. So we need to put a zero in here because we're actually timesing by 50, but children don't tend to like to do that. So we can times by five if we've accounted for it here. There's my 50. So now I can go through and just multiply by five instead of having to go 50 times six, 50 times two, 50 times three. In this instance, that might not be too hard for some children, but it can be worse. So. Nice little method that works every time. 
zero goes in. Five sixes are 30. Five twos are 10, add three is 13. Five threes are 15, add one is 16. I've nothing left to times. I've done five times six, which was 30. Sorry there, that was in originally for my 50. 54, five, zero, 50. So five sixes are 30. Five twos are 10, add the three was 13. Five threes are 15, add the one is 16. Five times empty space, because there's nothing left to times. Five times nothing is nothing, add one is one. The precious summing up space, crucially important. Let's not mess it up. Four plus nothing is four. Nothing plus nothing is nothing. Three plus three is six. Six plus one is seven. Empty space plus one is one. If your son or daughter wants to stick a zero in there as a placeholder, completely fine. If it pairs it up with the one, no issues. One, two, three, comma. 17,604. We start at the back. One, two, three, comma. We make a comma every three digits. 17,604. Another way of doing this, uh, it's, it's only a slight variation, but it's completely legitimate. I have asked, had parents ask me about this. It's no problem at all. I will just quickly show you. Some students start differently. So instead, in this example up here, I've started with the four. I'm now going to start with the five in this example. But if I start with the five, remember it's 50. So the zero goes in first. Some teachers find that it's better to drill the students to pop the zero in first because otherwise they forget about it and it doesn't appear on that second row. So some teachers teach to get it out of the way. Mine did actually. I, I can sort of, this, this method is the most logical because students tend to want to start here and can remember that easily. The danger is they forget this zero for the 50 on the second line. This one, um, you get the zero out, business out of the way. Um, but sometimes it confuses children about the order of operations for some reason, some unbeknown mythical reason. But if you drill it long enough, it won't matter. That will disappear. Here we go. Five sixes are 30. Five twos are 10. Add three is 13. Five threes are uh, 15 plus one is 16. Nothing left at times. I've done five sixes, five twos, five threes. Five times nothing is nothing. Add one is one. On the next line now, four sixes are 24. Four twos are eight, add two is 10. Four threes are 12, add one is 13. I've done the four times six, which was 24. I've done the four times two, which was eight. I've done the four times three, which is 12. Here, here, and here. Nothing left at times. Four times space, it's four times nothing is nothing. Add the one is one. Summing up then, so it makes no difference, as I said, whether the zero goes on the second line or the zero goes on the top line, whether you start with the, the units or whether you start with the tens, you'll get the same answer. Zero plus four is four. Zero plus zero is zero. Three plus three is six. Six plus one is seven. One plus empty space or one plus zero is one. One, two, three, comma, 17,604. Jobs are good. And this is what I recommend, one of these two. It's probably the method you were taught at school, and if you were, thank goodness for that. Now then, here's what's happening in your son or daughter's primary school. You're gonna love this. Here we go. 326 multiplied by 54. Right, what have we got here? The most galling thing is they're now actually teaching trainee secondary school teachers, trainee secondary school teachers, that they have to do this method because it's better for the children. No, no, it's really not. And I will show you why. Here we go. It's called the grid method. 
You may have heard of it. It may have caused fights in your house already. May it rot in hell. Here we go. So I'm multiplying. 3 times 5 is 15. And then however many zeros are in the question belong in the answer. 1, 2, 3. And straight away you can see the first problem because children sometimes don't put enough zeros in there. Anyway, let's continue. Two fives are 10. And however many zeros are in the question end up in the answer. Oh, can you spot a problem? Well, here's the big problem, because when two times five happens to make 10, children go, there must be as many zeros in the question as there are in the answer. Well, there's two zeros in the question, but there are not two zeros in the answer, because unfortunately, two times five happens to make a zero itself. And then you need these other two zeros as well. So there you go. I've just shot that method down in one, but we'll continue. Six fives are 30. Oh no, look, it's happened again. There's one zero in the question, one zero in the answer, right? Well, sometimes, but not always, because unfortunately, five sixes are 30, but it's 50 sixes, isn't it? So it's actually 300. So that's two places where this method falls down. If you remember, with this method, whether it's this one or this one, there is only one place where there is a problem, assuming you put your milk bottles on the top, on, on the, on the um, doorstep or the um, tens on the shelf, of course. But that was never a problem in the first place. That's a problem that's been introduced by poor teaching in primary schools. So um, here we here we go. The only thing you have to decide is whether you're starting on the four or the five. If you start with the four, then it'll be a five. The zero goes underneath because of the five to make 50. And the same situation here. So if you start with the five, you must put your zero in because you're starting to times by 50. One one issue. Here we've already had two. It's part of the same issue, but it's go the, this problem is going to repeat. So in the top one, three fives are 15 and three zeros, no problem. The number of zeros in the question matches the number of zeros in that part of the answer. Two times five is 10. Problematic because look, there's two zeros in the question, but there's three, one, two, three in the answer. Same problem here. Five, six is a 30. Extra zero. Yeah. Not rocket science, really, is it? Anyway, three times four. This is better, everybody. Yeah, this is the new way to teach maths. Three times four is 12 and two zeros. No problems there. Two times four is eight and one zero. Four sixes are 24. Ta-da! Okay, so aside from the two or three issues I've pointed out there, the two or three opportunities to completely mess this up, we've now got to add this stuff together. If your son or daughter's really neat, they may have already got these in nice columns to sum up. Probably they're not. Probably they're not really neat. And I certainly am not. So I'm going to have to put all of this now in a big sum. So that's that one. And then 1000. So we're hoping I can get all of these in the right columns. Notice I didn't need to worry about column addition because it was part of the method. I'm now having to make sure. I mean, I could. Some students will do this. Put their thousand like that. So accidentally, they're now counting it as 10,000 because they'll see this as an empty space. So that's another problem that we have with this method. But anyway, we will continue. 300, uh, 1,200, 80 and 24. Don't assume that that's easy for children. It's not. And some teachers are even insisting that they line these up in order. So the 1,200 would have had to go here, then the 1,000, then the 300, then 80, then 24. That presents another problem for children. Anyway, um, we will continue. We will persevere. Bunch of zeros and a four is four. Eight plus two is 10. Three, four, five, six. I'm just summing up. That was a zero, sorry. Three, four, five, six. 
five, six, seven, one plus all those empty spaces, one, two, three, comma. Same answer, 17,604, but as you can see, this one is a much, much longer method. It takes a long, long time. I'll briefly show you that in a moment. Uh, and you can see how many places there are potential for cock up. This one here, when two times five makes 10, and there's too many zeros in the question, in the answer compared with the question, six times five is 30. That's going to happen every time. There's only one zero in the question, but two in the answer. It's another opportunity for your child to make a mistake. Then you've got to get these lined up neat enough to make the column addition work. Doesn't happen so much here because we've broken it down. The old stuff, we've thrown it away because it takes a bit of effort, a bit of drill and a bit of practice. But the children don't do this. This takes drill, effort and practice and they still get it wrong. Hopefully I've shown you that there's clearly more opportunity to make mistakes here. We don't want mistakes in this. This is perfunctory. This is boring. This is something that should just be done. It's, it should, this should be easy by the time you finish primary school. I'm, in reality, I'm seeing students as old as 13 who still haven't nailed down a method to do 326 times 54. That is crazy, people. That is crazy. And there's nothing wrong with these 13-year-olds I'm talking about, these year nines. Nothing wrong with them at all. They've just been screwed up by appalling teaching. Truly, truly appalling teaching. It's very frustrating and it has got to stop. So if you'll just uh, bear with me a little minute more, um, I'll just show you uh, the difference in speed. Now, when children are first learning, speed doesn't really matter. That is true because they're learning. But eventually, of course, speed matters. What are they going to do in a national assessment? Yeah, of course it matters. So allow me to show you. 326, it's the same question again. I'm, there's no funny business here. There's no cheating going on. Here we go. So four sixes are 24. Four twos are eight, add two is 10. Four threes are 12, add one is 13. Zero goes in because I'm now timesing 50. Five sixes are 30. Five twos are 10, add three is 13. Five threes are 15, add one is 16. I'm going to sum up. Here we go. Four add nothing is four. Zero plus zero is zero. Three plus three is six. Six plus one is seven. One plus empty space or the zero if your child wants to put the placeholder in is one. One, two, three, comma, 17,604. It's not the fastest I could have gone, but it's um, a reasonable attempt at a little bit of pace, a little bit of briskness. 326 add 54. I'm going to do my level best over here. Uh, I'm not going to go wacky with the, the grid lines this time. I'm just going to do it like this uh, and hope for the best. Okay, here we go. Here's my best. Three fives are 15. One, two, three, three zeros. Three fours are 12. One, two, three zeros. Uh, two fives are 10 and two zeros. Uh, five sixes are 30 and another zero. Four sixes are 24. Oops, a daisy, I missed one. Two fours are eight and another zero. Now I need to sum this up. So 15, 0, 0, 0, uh, 1, 0, 0, 0, 300 on this side, 1,200, 80 and a 24. Uh, where's that ruler? I'm already behind. I've already lost. This method is already clearly slower, but I'm doing my best. Eight add two is 10. 3, 4, 5, 6, 5, 6, 7, and 1. 17,604. I didn't do a stopwatch on that, but you can see how much slower this method is and how many more opportunities there are to make a mistake. That, in a nutshell, is one of the crucial things that is going wrong in primary school mathematics. I cannot believe that I am getting students in year seven, that's 11-year-olds, 
uh, 11 years old who cannot reliably multiply uh, a three and a two digit number, 326 by 54. They should be able to do this in their sleep. It should be so simple to them. Uh, it really, really isn't good enough. And it's the, t it's, it's the fault of teachers and adults that are trying to make things easier. And in making things easier, we are screwing the kids up. Stop it, behave yourself, teach a proper method. Um, teach a little, teach it well, parents. I hand over to you. I think you're marvellous. Well done for doing this. Um, I really appreciate you. Yes, there'll be some arguments when you start to change a method because it creates insecurity. But in the long run, your children will be better off. All I've got for you today. I hope you have a good one. Take care. Cheerio.